It's the Sean Pittman Show, where we talk about politics, sports, entertainment, and business. Here is your host, Sean Pittman. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the show, and uh, what a week. Uh, September 11th, uh, a time that we all sort of reflect on. That still burns, y'all, even though we are thinking about COVID-19 and that it's killed a uh, hundred times more than that, uh, than 3,000. But uh, it's something that, that still hits us all very hard. And um, all of us remember where we were when those those planes went through uh, those buildings and such destruction to one of America's greatest cities. But we continue. We we uh, live on and we're a stronger country for it. So I uh, hope you all had a great week. I did. I have a great show today because there's been so much talk about this moment and about how this moment can make for a better future. And one of those subjects has been about the economy and black businesses. Y'all have heard us on many shows talk about uh, how the government uh, should intervene to help uh, bridge this disparity gap, bridge this wealth disparity gap. And I got some folks on, on the show today that's been working with that, um, working with government to try to put forth ideas that would bridge the wealth disparity that we talk about so much on this show. So listeners, please uh, welcome our great, great guests. We've got Katrina Tuggerson, uh, the president of Capital City Chamber. <laughs> we've, uh, we've got uh, Antonio Jefferson, president of the Big Ben Minority Chamber. Woo-woo. <laughs> And uh, we've got Larice Thomas, who is uh, serving a very, very special role, which they'll tell you about. But she's chairing, y'all, a town hall meeting that's coming up in just a few days this Saturday. Um, what's the date on that? I forget the date. September 19th, y'all. So we're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, and Larice is heading that up. And, and we got all of them here because we want you to know about it. So. If you know somebody with a, a black or a female owned or minority business, call them and tell them this is their show. Uh, they want to listen. If you know somebody who wants to have a business, tell them this is their show. And more than anything else, if you know an elected official, if you know somebody who's got a vote and the opportunity to make a change, tell them they ought to listen to this show. So with that. Um, I don't even know where to start with all you great people. <laughs> but why don't we start with Antonio Jefferson? Uh, Antonio, so uh, I, I know you all were communicating with government about how they could make a difference in this moment uh, with some ideas how to close the, the wealth disparity gap. How's that going? So, Sean, I would say to you, um, so far, so good. Um, we've had some very productive conversations with our with our local officials here in Leon County about where to move the needle uh, in this moment. The this is a very difficult thing because elected officials are faced with so many issues uh, right now. Uh, this thing with uh, these police shootings around the country. Uh, what's happening here locally with our crime and what have you and, and the concerns that the community has raised relative for our law enforcement community. So they have a lot to bear. And uh, but the one thing that has to happen is only through this chaos that we can create the change that's needed in this moment. And, you know, and our, our role here is 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 not 
those other issues, but really about black business and how we can move the needle for them and and, and decrease the, the wealth gap in this country. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I want to talk some about um, some of your communication uh, to local government here when we when we get back to you. But Katrina, you've been with the Capital City Chamber. Y'all have been in this fight as well. And um, you have been um, advocating and working with the Office of Economic Vitality as it relates to these issues. Um, have you found that the temperament is there, the attitude is there to to make the needed adjustments? Yes, I think all of us in this room has found that temperament and feel it coming. Um, it's very unique with the Big Ben Minority Chamber and the Capital City Chamber, the role that we play. We, as leaders, we took besides ourselves, we had to come together ourselves and say, what can we do? Uh, we carry as the minority chambers that um, serve the black businesses, the small grassroots businesses, um, the businesses that are startups or where, wherever they may be that don't reach that threshold. We have a special, unique role. And it's nice to see the chambers working together. I think the opportunity to really make change does come when we put our hands together and don't allow people to divide our interests. Uh, Larice, you have been, you have quite a lot of experience when it comes to supplier diversity, when it comes to minority participation. Uh, political will seems to be a word that is thrown around. I'm not sure people know what it means uh, or how to apply it. Do you see in this moment that, that, that our elected officials have the political will to make these changes? I think we all are at an exciting time in our lives where we have the opportunity and the ability to make change. Um, I'm excited to work with both chambers, the Capital City Chamber, as well as the Big Bend Minority Chamber on this event. I've been given the unique opportunity to chair it on behalf of the chambers. And I think it is time now for us to come together to develop a plan and work with our political force, the county administrator, the city manager to go about bridging the economic disparity for black owned businesses in our city and county. For our too long, have we made excuses of why we can't do it? And I think this event will come about, we hope, with a plan to show them how to do it. So I'm excited. I think we put together a great opportunity for businesses to be heard. We will take this plan and we will move forward. And I just think that in the city of Tallahassee right now and in Leon County, we do have people in positions to assist and to help. The work that Daryl Jones has done with the Office of Economic Vitality has helped a lot, but he can't do it alone. And so that's why this event is so important for businesses to come out and have the opportunity to be heard. Well, and you said a lot and we're going to everybody. You got your pencil and pen or your phone in your hand. This event is September 19th. Saturday at the Pavilion. That's over at the Tallahassee Mall. What used to be the Tallahassee Mall is don't know what it is now, it's but the Tallahassee <laughs> Center now. Tallahassee <laughs> Center uh, from nine thirty to twelve thirty. And by the way, it's social distancing time, so we want you to know about it. There'll be a a, a way for you to chime in um, through uh, the through social media. 
uh, and you'll and 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 but if you own a business, a black business, female owned business, and you want to be there, you need to get in touch with these folks because there will be sixty people invited. This is a ticket only event. And you want to get in touch with them. So, Mr. Big Ben, Minority Chamber, I got to ask you this. Um, as it relates to this event, right? What do you hope? What do you hope to get out of this event? We see, and I say that, I ain't, I'm not trying to be critical. We see symposiums. We see workshops. We see talking, 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 like we're doing right now, all the time. Tell us what is different about this event that folks should pay attention, folks should get involved, folks should chime in and show up. So so this event is about creating the momentum behind policy change. We're, we're not coming together to hold hands and, and talk about what has happened in the past. We're talking about what's going to happen in the future and what policy changes that we can make locally that'll create the economic certainty and the economic improvement for black owned businesses. So when the folks leave this gathering, this town hall meeting, we're walking away with an actionable advocacy plan that both our chambers, our interested stakeholders, our church, our community can get behind and more importantly, help our elected officials get to a place that's really about the business and the community in which that these policies will impact. So I I guess that that at the end of this, Katrina, that you hope to have an agenda that you can push forward to our elected officials, um, our city manager, our county administrator, Absolutely. ideas that will help. Um, these businesses do their part, right? Because we're talking about, I mean, how, how, where the rubber meets the road, right? We're talking Absolutely. about if you help these businesses grow, if they're able to grow, if they're able to uh, access capital, if they're able to ha get their share of these uh, government contracts, right? Because they pay taxes too. We pay Absolutely. taxes as black people. Mm -hmm. So we should have an equal chance at at these minority participation contracts, right? Absolutely. And they ought to be real and authentic. So I know that that you and the Big Band Minority Chamber put out a survey to black businesses um, to actually ask them what can, what would help your business grow? What do you hope to see once you put this event together with the survey together and you having contact with all these elected officials? What's, what's the step that you take as president of the Capital City Chamber after this is done? One of the steps that the Capital City Chamber has taken and also with the um, other um, community stakeholders um, is just breaking down the silos and we've been able to help do that. I mean, everything is not perfect. All of us are stepping out of our comfort zones. Um, and what does that look like? When you step out of your comfort zones, you taking yourself out of it and putting the good of the community. And so I've done that personally myself. Um, and I when I sit to the table with other people, I was like, OK, it's, let's let's stay focused and intentionally 
do this for the good of the community. So with that being said, that's the mindset that we go into the room with. That's the mindset. And I, I always go with like three bullet points of what I would like to see change. I also go with in the mindset what I've listened to within um, what what businesses are calling and saying, um, how they're not getting a fair opportunity to even meet. It's not even also the elected officials. It's even the ones that are downtown in some of the offices that may not take phone calls or they may not can get through um, um, to get their regular general business done. And what does that look like just to sit at the table um, to get things done? So I go with that mindset. So it doesn't always be with the elected officials. The elected officials does make the decisions at the end of the day, but it's people on the ground that are working in these offices that also need to listen, that influence our elected officials. They're, they're the staff. That's right. And we do know it's, it's very staff driven. Um, and uh, and and I think what you guys are doing, though, is helping the elected officials because they're the ones who are supposed to have the vision. Right. The staff exactly. supposed to have the expertise and the execution. The elected officials, we elect them to have vision. And man, I think that's what we're missing right now. We see these headlines with, uh, I think Antonio mentioned it with the police stuff that's going on and the difference between where the, the law enforcement and the city and the community are. Now they're in different places. Where's the vision for all of that? And how does that work into, you know, look, that's a symptom of a larger problem. Money, economy, access to capital, all that is 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 a greater problem that leads to all this other stuff. And so, Larice, you you talked about uh, Daryl Jones and Economic Vitality Office, but let's talk about the uh, the disparity study because you 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 understand these issues. And what do you hope? I, you know, you, what do you hope that comes out of that that will do anything different than what the disparity study? Did because and for folks out there who don't know what that is, Luis, tell them what it is first. Because I want to say, I want my time to say this. We saw parts of the disparity study that suggested certain things. One, it said that the Office of Economic Vitality, as it relates to minorities, needed more employees. That there's not enough staff to actually fulfill the the the, the mission. The other thing is it gave out availability of 28% in subcontracting, yet our goals are set at much, much lower than that. So what about the event that you're putting together on September 19th at 9.30 at Town... What is it called? The Pavilion. <laughs> the Tallahassee Pro- Center. Tallahassee Center, the Pavilion. Uh, what do you hope... What, what comes out of this that, that adds to that or is any different than that? I think what we're looking for is the opportunity for the businesses to be heard. Too many times we in this room meet with the officials and they only hear from us. And now is the time for the businesses to come forward and to talk about what they need. I think their power behind the individuals who actually do the day-to-day businesses. Far too long have governmental entities used the disparity study to as a base of what they're supposed to do. Um, it is a study that's required by law to um, validate the opportunities that are given to businesses. And unfortunately, with our disparity study, as you said, we have uh, availability, but we are so far from reaching those. So we hope that the businesses will come to this event, 
be heard and have the opportunity to talk about the things that they need from our local governments in order to be successful. The time is now as we see the world is changing on a daily basis from George Floyd to all of the things that have happened in the last months with COVID and everything. So now is our opportunity to go to our elected officials and say, hey, we want to be successful, too. And if they don't listen, then we remember on voting day and would they not be here the next time around? Ooh, ooh, that's a threat. <laughs> I think that's a threat, y'all. Uh, <laughs> but you're right. You're right. Uh, the ballot box is where it's at. Um, and, and that should alone should give them the political will to, to make changes that are transformative, that will help generations, not just this moment. And Antonio, you know, you talk a lot about driving from the south side of town on Monroe all the way out to Bannerman Road and, and, and the stark difference between the two um, areas. If you are a black business on the south side, what would make you think that this event is going to mean anything different for you? I mean, apathy aside, people don't want to waste their time because we're also talking about businesses that might need to work on the Saturday morning that you're talking about doing this event. But what if you're a owner of a black business on the south side of town in French town or, or whatever area, what, what would drive you to get up Saturday morning on September 19th and either go on Facebook or Instagram, chime in or to reach out to y'all and say, I need to be in that room. I, I would say this, Sean, <clears throat> to both the businesses and the community. If you go to any community in the United States, small business creates the largest number of jobs in every community. But more importantly, I would say that look at who are operating these businesses in your community. They're not the people that look like the people that are on this show this morning. That's that's that and that's a sad state because we know that there are hundreds of businesses in, in our community that are operating inside their homes. We know that there are businesses here that need additional support whether it's access to capital or even access to opportunities. Let me just call it that. And when you make that drive from South Monroe in Orange Avenue to Bannerman Crossing, you see clearly two cities. And the folks that live northeast and other parts of this community don't travel in majority to the south side. But a significant number of people that live on the south side travel to other areas of the community to take advantage of the opportunities that exist. And I understand it. You know, you're going to go and you're going to circle around those places that you feel most uniquely comfortable in. But it's a shame in this town, an all-American city, that black businesses are not supported the way they should. And more importantly, that black businesses are not outward facing in 32304 or wherever you go in this community. We want to solve the crime problem. Let's start with strengthening strengthening black businesses. We want to solve these other community ills, healthcare, whatever. Create access to opportunities for these businesses to begin to hire people in this community so they have a job, so they have a job that pays a living wage that, that can provide health insurance. So let's get off 
and folks are saying, why, why should I come? And more important, let me say this, Sean. People always ask, well, why should government be the first stop to resolve these issues? I'll tell you the both Leon County and Tallahassee government makes up about two billion dollars of spend with OEV. Inside of the Blueprint Project, there's nine hundred million dollars worth of projects. So that is the reason why people should get up on Saturday and find out what are the opportunities that exist. But more importantly, help us create the energy for the support that they need to grow their business and begin to face those businesses outward in places like 32304. Wow. And Katrina, we, um, you know, we've talked a lot about <clears throat> we talked a lot about this P card thing where, you know, for the view for for the listeners, this is a, a purchase card that employees, certain employees of the city and the county have and they go and they use it to spend our tax dollars. And between the city and the county, Katrina, they spent about $30 million. And we've said your chamber and our chamber have said over and over again, like, hey, you are this some of this money, maybe 30 percent of these dollars ought to be directed towards black businesses. Right. Do you think that if you come out of this um, town hall meeting and the, the businesses there agree that that should be a policy issue, do you have faith that that um, our elected officials will move in that direction? Um, I, I have faith in uh, what we're doing um, right now as a whole. The, and, and the reason why we're doing this, this, this town hall meeting is to change those policies. So I think um, this has never been done before. And so we're doing something that has never been done before. So we're expecting them to do something that's never been done before. Okay. So all right. with that being said, I like that. <laughs> um, all of us are doing things that's never been done before. And what does that look like? I don't have the answers right now. We don't have the answers right but now. But you will Saturday, but right? We will. We're going to push that forward Saturday, and we're going to ask them to do something they've never been done before. Of course, all of us are going to sit at the table and make sure it makes sense moving forward, but it's going to make sense for everybody. So I just want to say we all doing something that we've never done before, but it's going to be good. All right. All right. Larissa, you, you got to have the last word because uh, congrats. thank you, first of all, for chairing this event. And for I know you got speakers coming in from Miami and Atlanta. Uh, you're socially distant. Um, tell us any parting words on um, on what your expectations are and, and uh, motivate us. I think that this is going to be a wonderful event. It's being moderated by Dr. Tara Charles. She is um, going to talk to us about rethinking diversity and inclusion. She is an expert at this. We, as Sean said, we have representatives coming from Atlanta who will talk to us about how to be successful. We have representatives coming to from Miami how they to talk have been about successful. how they well, and how we could be right. successful to talk about micro lending. It is going to be a great day. And all I can say is, as we watched last week, the mayor standing up to talk about um, what came out of the grand jury and how um, the police department was justified in their actions. We hope one day he'll stand up for black businesses and talk about the things that need to be done in order for us to be a successful city. Because without all of us being a success, 
none of us are a success. So we hope to see you Saturday, 930 to 1230. We chose the pavilion so we have open air and that it will be um, able to social distance. We're going to have breakout groups. We'll have a lunch for you to take with you. But it is going to be an exciting day. And we hope that we leave this with a plan to make our businesses successful. All right. Well, if that's not political will, I don't know what is. Um, Thank you all for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it and really appreciate your efforts on behalf of of the community uh, and our listeners. Thank you for what you're doing and good luck on the event. Uh, And uh, we'll we will be looking forward to reporting on it afterwards. Uh, So, listeners, that was Larice Thomas, chair of this town hall event that's coming up Saturday at 930 a.m. Check it out on social media. Uh, Contact them if you think you need to be there. But tap your elected official and say, this is it. This is it. Act or we will act. Uh, Katrina Tuggerson, thank you for your leadership. Capital City Chamber. uh, Mr. Antonio Jefferson, Big Ben Minority Chamber. Thank you all for being here. And listeners, I know. Long show, and I ain't put one of your songs on, but that's going to be all right. (laughs) We'll do music. I'll sing next week. How about that? (laughs) All right, listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back with the Pittman Point right after this. You're listening to The Sean Pittman Show. It's time for Pittman's Point. Welcome back to the Sean Pittman Show. I want to thank our uh, amazing guests for coming on the show and wish them luck on this great town hall meeting. Uh, they did want me to remind you to go to Eventbrite to register to attend this town hall meeting, and I hope you will. Uh, it's time for the Pittman Point. Two weeks ago, a peaceful protest for justice in the shooting of Jacob Blake was interrupted by an anti-protester who, after fighting with protesters, um, pulled a gun on the crowd. Tallahassee police quickly intervened and the anti-protester was quickly removed. It came out just this week, y'all, that he will not be facing any charges. This is a shocking contrast to the scene at the Capitol last weekend when peaceful protesters were met with police officers in full riot gear, y'all. I've never seen anything like this in Tallahassee. Young people were dragged on the ground by police and charged with resisting arrest. They were exercising their right to protest and instead of being protected, were met with brute force. This is not the Tallahassee I know. It's not the Tallahassee that you know. And... We shouldn't stand for it. The Pittman point today is get active in your local government. The budget for the 2021 fiscal year is still being decided upon, and there is still time to make public comment at your city commission meetings. You have a voice. Use your voice. Show up and tell them how you think your local government should work for you and to work for us. It is your responsibility. So use it. This has been the Sean Pittman Show, and we'll see you in seven.